What is up, you guys? Welcome back to episode 28 of the Lombard Trucking Show. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone who has reached out to me regarding last week's episode, which was my very first interview, very first YouTube podcast combination. I do want to apologize over the audio on my end. This is a brand new headset. I'm using the Rand McNally Clear Drive 100 Stars and Stripes Edition on it. And kind of being new to using this headset, I didn't realize how close to my mouth the microphone is. And whereas my previous headset, the other clear drive I had, I would keep it kind of close and that kept the audio pretty crisp. So this one worked a little bit differently and I'm, I, I've adjusted that now. Um, if the audio is, seems like I'm talking over a CB on your end, listen to this, let me know and I'll know to move it further away from my mouth, but I had done a sound check myself before I had started recording. It sounded good, just like the last ones on my end, so we're going to keep rolling forward. But I had a great time with my interview with Zoe. It's actually pretty cool to do a podcast with another human being and have a conversation with somebody uh, as opposed to doing it all on your own. So it was a lot of fun for me. Looking to have more guests. So if you want to come on the show or even just send me a voice message, uh, of asking questions instead of doing a full-on interview or anything like that, feel free to reach out to me. But once again, thank you guys for reaching out. I got a lot of positive feedback. People really loved some of the information that Zoe was passing along. She did have a lot of cool, fun facts. So if you haven't listened to it yet, I won't repeat anything. Go back, give her a listen, share it with a friend. I do greatly appreciate it. And if you guys have any questions for her, do not hesitate to reach out to me because I will pass them along to her and you know, she has already mentioned that she's 100% down to come back on. So we'll we'll take it right from there. But moving forward, following along with my wonderful adventures as an owner-operator over the road, I left you guys off when I had gotten a sensor replaced and I was making my way back home and had gotten home from Bossier City, Louisiana. I spent that weekend down in Port A or Port Aransas, Port Aransas, however you want to pronounce it down there on the Texas coast, which is also called the Forgotten Coast, because we normally think of the United States as the East and West Coast, but there is that Gulf Coast of Texas that we forget about, and I guess that's what its nickname is, and Forgotten it is because, man, was that an awesome beach. If you didn't know, you can bring Jeeps and trucks and your own personal vehicles onto the beach, and it's what's really awesome is how flat it is. Like it's, like that, it's so easy on and off for these vehicles. And it's so flat, everyone parks next to each other and has got tents and fishing poles. It's really awesome. Water was clean, warm. Really couldn't ask for a better weekend down at the beach. A little cloudy on Friday, but what can you do? So great first experience down there uh, at a Texas beach. We were down there for a friend of ours' birthday. Really good time. Can't wait to go back. Uh, you know, not that bad of a drive. I mean, three and a half hour drive to the coast. You know, love being so close to the water and not that far from Musquamacate back in Connecticut, but... I'll take what I can get at this point. So, yeah, all in all, good time. But had to get back at it Monday. Uh, rates lately have been starting to teeter downward, even in, even in my you know hotbed of an area of the country. Brokers are once again trying to bottom out rates after they've recorded record profits two quarters in a row. Uh, profits that exceed that of inflation. A lot of these brokers are. Um, they've got the greed in their eyes. I can tell you that firsthand. I actually had a broker expose himself on Instagram to me uh, in an argument. I was on the USA Transportation Instagram page. They had posted a funny little meme, video, reel, what have you, 
about about rates, you know, going low and about how small fleets and owner operators have been suffering because of it. And I had commented on it about brokers making record profit. And uh, this gentleman decided to comment below talking about how they deserved record profits because of what they deal with on a daily basis. And so they deserve an X number percent of what the load actually pays and want to bottom them out because of dealing with shitty carriers and dealing with shitty customers and receivers. And I just found that hilarious how somebody thinks that they deserve more money because they had to do their job. Because see, we're the ones out here over the road actually getting the fucking job done, carrying that fucking asshole's economy. But because he had to do his job and he had to deal with mean people, he thinks that he can go ahead and fuck over somebody else who's got a family, who's got bills and things like that. So that's what we're working with here. And that's the that's what I'm trying to fix in this country. And that's what I'm trying to fix as a, as a human being and as an American. Uh, that's why I've been going off on my rants about how we can be better as Americans and what we need to do. And that's why I like rooting for people to win. Because on the flip side, when it comes to a certain broker, I had a broker reach out to me on Twitter a couple weeks ago. I don't know how they found me. It must have been through a hashtag or something. But I, I was mentioning something about brokers and they had networked with me, reached out to me. Oh, hey, are you looking for certain loads going here or there? And I was like, oh, I'm actually located here. I gave them my the MC number that I, I contract under, R&R's Solutions MC number. I told them, hey, I got a 53-foot drive van, so whatever you do got, let me know. And we've kept in touch. And this person actually reached out to me this past week and was saying, hey, I've got some containers that can move out of here. I was like, oh, I'll I'm sorry, I, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, I don't have a chassis, I can't move containers for you, but hey, I know a guy actually who's got his own authority and got 10 guys under him, and he, he pulls containers out of the Port of Savannah down in Georgia, I'm going to link you guys up, You know, maybe that he can help you grow your business, because there are a lot of brokers out there who are similar to me, they're independent uh, brokerages trying to grow a small business, so hey, you want to... You want to actually work as a team and work with carriers and try to grow? Hell yeah, I'm going to fucking jump in and do whatever I can to help another person out there getting after it, trying to grow their business and hustle. Because growing a brokerage yourself, you're working weekends, you're up at night, you can be getting phone calls at 3 a.m., you could be dealing with certain customers at all hours of the day because maybe you just booked a load to a 24-hour facility. So that is a hustle right there being a broker, especially if you're not working for one of these big companies. So when I see a motherfucker on Instagram saying, oh, yeah, I deserve record profits because I had to do my fucking job and because, oh, I had to deal with mean people, you can fucking suck a dick. And you don't even deserve to be out here because you know what that's doing? There's your inflation right there. People keep talking about fuel prices. People want to talk about driver shortage. That right there is a direct correlation to inflation. He wants to drive down rates. That means that freight will not move. I can guarantee you that load will stay on the load board and will not move until it must move when either somebody's trying to go home or some big carrier needs it for some reason or they're just trying to move a driver out of somewhere. It will eventually move, but will move late. So there's your shortages, and there's why these companies are jacking up their prices because they're not finding people to move it because of fucking cockbags like this guy over there who wouldn't last a day over the road. And, and I had commented that on there. We had gotten into an argument. I said, how long have you ever driven over the road? He said, oh, I've been a driver manager. I've been a dispatcher. I've been a broker. I've done everything but be a driver, so I can't comment on it. 
But if I was a driver, I wouldn't want to be an owner-operator. I'd be a company driver for Walmart or Amazon because being an owner-operator, working off load boards and dealing with brokers is a recipe for disaster. The man is a broker and fully admitted he's part of the recipe for disaster. So can you fucking believe it? He just admitted he's the problem. This is what this guy did. And I got the screenshots of the conversation to show it. I plan on making a YouTube video about it because more people, as much as I bitch and moan about fucking Chip Roy, I'm trying to get that fucking cocksucker's attention and these people in government who need to start uh, actually doing their jobs by serving their constituents, not serving fucking uh, dollar signs for whoever gives them for their donors money. Uh, a lot of attention needs to go to these brokers because let me tell you something, shippers and receivers, heavily regulated. Motor carriers, heavily regulated. Brokers running running through this industry, unregulated. A lot of brokers I got to deal with when I'm trying to bid on loads, the guy's sitting somewhere in the Philippines or India. How do you negotiate with somebody who's not even in the country? So there has to be something going on with that because there's no way you could just keep beating down on motor carriers and manufacturers and the actual American companies who are actually moving this economy. But you let the brokers run free and wild and, hey, you want to look at your inflation? Got nothing to do with some driver shortage. It's got nothing to do with uh, some sort of labor dilemma they like to drum up. Uh, maybe the media and some of these politicians can focus on these brokers who are actually fucking people over. So anyways done with that little sidebar, but I needed to get that out. I didn't know when I was going to put it in the episode, but found a perfect timing for it. So I dropped it in right there. But anyway, so how did I get back to work? So fortunate enough for me, R&R had a trailer in Waco that I was able to swap for it and bring that all the way up to Northwest Arkansas. So I picked that up on Monday. And as I was swapping that trailer, I was scouring the load boards because you guessed it, got another wedding I got to go to, Labor Day weekend. And it's in New York City on Friday of Labor Day weekend, which is actually works to my benefit and works in my favor. So I ended up finding a load that took me there, picked up on Monday the 29th, delivered that Wednesday. So I got that load paying $315 a mile from just outside of Chicago, going straight to Milford, Connecticut. Perfect. But guess what I had to do? Fill the gap of time. And then also make sure I get my ass to the Chicagoland area so I can get that load by Monday afternoon at uh, 2 p.m. So I dropped off the trailer Tuesday morning at R&R, got an empty, and then from there we were scouring the load boards for loads. Fortunately enough, one of R&R's customers, which is McKee Foods, these are the guys who make uh, Little Debbie's snacks. I've mentioned them in previous episodes before. They move preloaded trailers for them. So if this is your first time listening, it's your first time hearing it. We moved preloaded trailers for them from Gentry, Arkansas, just about five miles south of where r and is at, all the way across 40. And then right before Nashville, you come down on the loop there and make your way to 24, a little town outside of Chattanooga called Collegedale. It's about a 700-mile trip, pays right at 3 bucks a mile, moneymaker, exactly what I needed. It got That will kill some time for me. The hardest part now was finding something that was going to go from Tennessee up to the Chicago land area because there's a lot of stuff that comes out of Chicago that comes down there. I was really looking at the load board, seeing how it works. Uh, I, was, I almost might have had to take a trip down to Atlanta to take something that went up there. Something popped up on the Coyote load board, which has a really great app. I, I'd say it's a, an app of the future. They have a lot of tracking on there. It's a very tech-heavy tech app 
that uh, I'm comfortable with using. The rates aren't always great. This one though was pretty good. It was paying uh, around 260 a mile, which is not you know awesome. However, it keeps my average rate per mile good for the week. It picked up about 100 miles from where I delivered small town called Shelbyville, Tennessee at an auto parts manufacturer, uh, Hailey Morelli. And they normally are a big player for Nissan. They make a lot of auto parts for Nissan, which is uh, has obviously a big presence in Tennessee. But they're actually also making parts for Rivian Automotive, which is an electric truck manufacturer that has beat out Tesla to the electric truck market. Now, obviously, Chevy, Ford, Dodge, they've come out with their electric trucks and They've seen the market. Those are the big three, but this is another company that's emerged similar to Tesla and some of these other electric vehicle companies, you know, beat Tesla to the race for a pickup truck. I saw some of them. They look pretty cool. I have my own opinions about electric vehicles, like I said, and we spoke about it on the last episode. I don't think electrics, electricity for powering vehicles is the way of the future. Uh, the combustion engine is newer technology than that of electricity. Uh, like I said, I think uh, overall, a lot of this electric technology just makes us more of a slave to China. However, like I, I mentioned this on Instagram, I, I like what I'm seeing when I, I get to do loads like this. I'm picking up from an American manufacturer, auto parts manufacturer, that has an entire warehouse full of good paying jobs with awesome benefits. Every worker there was a delight to work with. They, they, they loaded me early. It was awesome. I was in and out of there. And then I brought that to an automotive manufacturer right in Illinois, the heartland of America, and these in the, where there's the, these are new jobs building right here in the United States. Another awesome group of people I got to meet. I was in and out of there in less than a half hour. I, I was at I was at the door for less than 30 minutes. Absolutely amazing. Couldn't ask for anything better. So I like when I see product development you know, to its delivery. It's nice to see how it can work in the supply chain because at the end of the day, that's what we need more of in this country. I had shared a video regarding this topic uh, that Jocko made with his company, Origins USA. They're making, because if you think about it, even down to the clothes on our backs, we are giving money to our adversaries in China to make all of our shit. We're giving them money willingly that they then stockpile in a way to strategize against the United States. That needs to stop. Meanwhile, you have Jocko who's running a company manufacturing jeans, an article of clothing most Americans wear, and you had a bunch of business consultants saying, oh, you need to sell these for $450 if you want to be successful. No, they're selling them for less than what you can get at a lot of stores in the United States. And they're pay he's paying his employees very good wages, above market wages, with very good benefits. So it can be done. Haile Morelli seems to be able to do it. Rivian Automotive seems to be able to do it. So if these companies can do it, then I think we all can. We all need to come and remove ourselves away from China and move back from that and not have the mentalities like that cocksucking broker who thinks because, wah, he had to deal with meanie people, he deserves fucking some sort of maximized profit while other people go broke. You got that mentality, that's what's going to fucking fail America. So we need to change that entire way of thinking to having to do with giving a shit about this country and not just giving a shit about your fucking profit margins. But like I said, I can't I can go off on these rants for hours. Let's keep moving forward. So Rivian Automotive is in a town called Normal, Illinois. Crazy, right? I, I, I thought that was funny. Uh, Normal, Illinois was only about 
hundred miles from that pickup. So it got me in the Chicagoland area. Perfect. I actually was able to sneak a reset in because I delivered that load on a Saturday and I didn't pick up again until Monday. So I got a reset in, got a reset in, got a lot of good fitness on. I've really been pushing the fitness and the fitness content. It's kind of going along with a, a, a new part of my mission. Like I'm, tr I'm trying to change the industry out here. And one of the biggest things has to do with health and wellness. Um, when it comes to my fitness, yes, my fitness journey started in 2018. I plan on making some content revolving my entire journey uh, to kind of show people that, you know, I'm a real person and you can do anything that I'm doing. And I'm not even doing anything extraordinary. But anyways, um, I'm taking the, the fitness more seriously because the health and wellness in this industry is not good. There's stereotypes of truck drivers, and that's something I'm trying to change. So if you follow me on the socials, you'll notice I've been posting a lot of fitness content, and it's because I'm trying to push that because drivers need to see it. And I'm not, and I was very apprehensive about doing this because I'm not some sort of coach. I'm not some sort of influencer. I don't know shit. I just move my body for the sake of moving. I'm doing it because it's literally to keep myself from dying, but I'm finding success in it with the marathons and everything like that. But other people, friends of mine, guys on Heart Factor, told me, hey, man, you are doing stuff people need to see. So, yeah, maybe some of your friends, quote unquote, friends are going to see it and they're going to laugh and they're going to judge you. But guess what? There's a driver out there who might you might pop up on their TikTok algorithm and you might save his life and he may never even talk to you. And like when I heard that, I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. So I'm just doing it to do it. I, I don't have any goals. I don't give a shit about followers. I don't give a shit about um, any any of that stuff. I, I don't care. What I'm trying to do is if I could just change one life, if one person could benefit from it, that's why I'm making it. So that's that. But moving on. So I got a good weekend in. My appointment Monday, the 29th, wasn't until 2 p.m. But I looked up the place on Google Reviews that had good reviews. And uh, a lot of people said, hey, showed up early. These guys were great, quick, in and out. Always a good sign when you when you see that. So I said, you know what? They open at 8. Let me try my luck. I'll go over there. You know, if you just go over there with a if you just go over there with a little bit of ignorance, but you're nice about it, a lot of times you'll get loaded. It's happened to me before. You'll get loaded early. So I just showed up. I was like, hey, man, I'm here for a pickup. Act like a, the key is act like you're a company driver. Don't act like you're the owner operator, like you booked this load yourself. And, the, and they'll, they'll be none the wiser. And so I walk in, hey, man, yeah, I'm here for a pickup. Oh, ask for my pickup number. I give it to him. Now, if he came back and said, oh, it looks like you're early, I'd be like, oh, hey, man, no, no, I, I, yeah, I think I saw that uh, my appointment was for later this afternoon. I was just figured I'd come by to check. It, hey, if it's not, if it's no big, if you can't load me now, no big deal. You know, I can get to a Walmart down the road. You know, normally you have that type of attitude. People like that because normally they're dealing with guys disgruntled walking in and, and, you know, then they're not willing to help you. So sometimes you just show that little ounce of humanity and they'll help you out. And that they did. I got loaded. He gave me door right away and I was out of there. And all this really did. It's not like it's not like he really helped me out. I was able to it delivers at 9 a.m. on Wednesday. I can make it from Chicago to Milford. No problem. Even within the, you know the using the ELDs and everything like that, but it sets me up early. And so I don't have to drive late on Tuesday. <clears throat> so I don't got to, you know, really stretch myself out you know, that thin. I can still get some workouts in it so I can you know, relax a little bit, not have to like kind of rush or anything like that. And I have to worry about if I hit traffic. So in essence, it just gets me out of schedule. So I can't complain about it. 
And at time of recording, that is uh, that is leads you up to current day. I'm at a TA in Montgomery, New York, set to make this delivery in Milford. Got the wedding this weekend. I'm actually looking forward to this one. I've never been to a wedding in New York City now that I uh, think about it. So, you know, dressing up, looking fancy. My wife will be up there. She's uh, in the wedding. So it'll be great time for me to get toasted a little by myself when they get ready. Maybe treat myself to a little cigar. And yeah, we'll have fun. Anyways, so what else is on my mind? What else are we going to talk about in this episode? Uh, if you follow me on social media, I wanted to bring it onto the podcast because I know some of you may not have Instagram, what have you, but there's things I want to talk about that have to do and relate with everything that I kind of mentioned on this episode with changing the mentality, being supportive of America, making this country grow. And one of the biggest things that happened within this past past week is this goddamn fucking student loan forgiveness thing. And I'm not going to, and I'm going to say something that you, you might not think I'm going to say, because a lot of people think that, uh, you know, I'd be vehemently against this or something like that, because yes, I am very critical of government spending. I, 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 we, if you are going to tax me, then it better be to literally serve this country, not serve you know, your little, you know, your little friends out there, not serve whatever, you know, we got all these politicians and insider trading. No, you, I don't want you passing bit these big omnibus bills that give like a little fucking cunt hair to, uh, us, the plebeians out here, but you're just enriching, you know, those, um, you know, rich pieces of shit who just, you know, spend their money and you know, whatever the fuck it is that they do. But so actually the student loan forgiveness. Yeah. I actually fucking jive with that because so first and foremost, my generation was was very much sold this dream of college and i've mentioned it before this is why i did not go to college after high school parents and schools movies hollywood everything sold you that college was the only way to get ahead every movie was made about it the movie so popular movie in high school waiting uh, that shows people working in a uh, you know a chili style restaurant or something like that that movie right there pushed college as the way to better your life, where in the end of the movie, the guy's like, I can't work at this restaurant. I'm going to quit and go back to school. You had movies like The Perfect Score about the group of kids who needed to break into the uh, building so they can get the scores of the SAT test. So that way they can get the best score on the SATs to get into better colleges. You had The Girl Next Door where the kid was afraid of losing his scholarship to college. All of these movies about like high school age kids were all geared towards college, ingrained in your brain. When you're in high school, guidance counselors are preparing you for college. Everything was meant for college prep. Everything starting, you know, so, you know, junior year basically, that it's in your head to prep you for college. After I posted my rant on Instagram, I had a friend of mine from my unit tell me that his parents put the pen in his hand and forced him to sign student loan documents because he had to go to college. And a lot of people tell me things like, oh, how come they didn't just join the military like you? Number one, you're saying, why doesn't everyone just join the military? Because that makes sense. That's like the worst argument in the world. Not everyone's just going to join the military. And not only that, do you really think everyone who wanted to join the military did back when I joined in 2008, when we were in an active war in Iraq and Afghanistan? That's during the surge in Afghanistan, too. Like, how many parents do you think were so motivated when their kid is going to be like, hey, I'm joining the military because I don't want to afford school. Oh, I, and I could literally fucking die doing it. 
I have a lot of friends of mine who are parents now. Imagine going through that, being a parent, hearing your kids saying, hey, I want to I want to join the military during an active conflict. So, yeah, it's just unrealistic. So besides the societal, you know, in, in brainwashing that, you know, fooled a generation into college and everything like that, you also have the fact that the government itself has dumped money in handouts and in corporate welfare in so many different ways. We've bailed out the banks. We've bailed out the auto industry. We've had the COVID bailouts of the airline industry, the PPP loans. You had people like Tom Brady, Paul Pelosi, a list of people who took all this PPP money who did not need it. We bailed out the airline industry, and the point was so that people didn't lose their jobs and all this stuff. They still fired a fucking bunch of people. Guess what? If I spend more than I can, if I can't make it as a business owner, I have to go bankrupt. I have to sell the truck. I have to get out of it. If American Airlines decided to spend their fucking billions in stock buybacks, whatever bullshit to make their shareholders happy, then guess what? You failed as a fucking business, buddy. You don't just get free money. And, here, and, and where it comes to a crossroads is the people who are against the student loan forgiveness will just be like, well, I don't like that either. But you're, but no one has been vocal about it. No one is. They will once. They'll be like, oh, this is bullshit. This is why government's a waste and do it and then be quiet about it. But when the student loan forgiveness stuff came out, my entire social media feed, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Everything was full of nothing but hate and discontent with student loan relief. They they made wrong choices. They did this. They did that. Literally insulting. And what's because what's crazy is the student loan relief actually benefits people they know. Bailing out the airline industry, the auto industry, the fucking banks, that benefited no one I know. Period. Zero people I know benefit from it. Nobody. I've never heard in a conversation somebody say once, yeah, man, I had a fucking big comeback because the, uh, the banks got bailed out in, in 2000, whatever. Or, or hell yeah, man, that really, American Airlines, that money they got from COVID, I'm fucking swimming in it now because of them. Never heard that. But I know dozens, hundreds of people who just had a net benefit happen to their life to where now that they've been freed up and it helps their life go forward. And people are, are livid about it. And here's, and here's where I made the comparison. There's a story in the Bible about the prodigal son. And some people think that that lesson is for people who have made wrong decisions and about how God will always welcome you back in. Long and short, the story is father has two sons. One of them wants to go uh, split, take his inheritance money early, and go fucking party. So the father's like, you know what, man? Here, cheers. I hope you have a happy life. Here's your inheritance money, you know, do whatever. And the kid takes it and he goes and fucks around for a few years, blows it all. And then he's, uh, you know, he's up Shit's Creek. So he, you know, he's going to come beg his father for his place back in the family. And his father just willingly lets him back in with open arms. And people think that that is this lesson that, oh, God will always love you no matter, you know, if you're imperfect or not. And where, yes, I think that lesson still applies. What's where the, the story is actually true is that it's really because most of us aren't making the wrong decisions. Most of us are trying to do the right thing. Most of us are, are, aren't trying to get in crazy amounts of debt and shit like that. So the story is actually for the other brother, the one who was loyal, the one who did do the right thing. And even though he did all the, all the great things in the world, how come he wasn't given anything, given anything? We're the loyal brother in this story. And that's the way we are in life. And that's the way we, and that's how people have to live. Okay, you did all the right things and you didn't get everything from it. And then somebody who maybe did a little bit less did. At the end of the day, that is still your own brother. 
And these people, these are your neighbors. These are your friends. These are people you know. So you're just going to be outright rude, hate them, be that angry and pissed off that they got peanuts compared to what these big businesses did? Literally peanuts? I don't buy that at all. Yes. You know, do I think that, you know, if you make a financial decision, like you took out, you took out a loan for a Corvette, you can't pay it. You should be held responsible. Of course. That's why these things are happening. Nobody's arguing for the forgiveness of mortgages. Nobody's arguing for the forgiveness of car loans. Nobody's ever argued about that, but you have had a generation of people say, Hey, we need to fix this issue because it became a huge problem that got out of control. And I know the root cause of the problem is the government. The government greenlit and backed all money and backed the loans that banks could give out. Universities saw that and said, well, we're just going to keep growing as much as we can. So we're going to keep jacking tuition prices up. And the banks are none the wiser. Hey, the government's going to back it up. So we're just, well, yeah, we'll give you free unlimited money because they're, there's the, they, they have all the collateral they need. The government said they'd back it up. So, yes, we know that we have the idea. We know the root cause of the problem. But guess what? Do you just keep letting the waters rise? Do you just keep letting the waters rise to the roof until until it swallows everybody and swallows an entire generation of people, an entire all the people in the country, the entire working class? No, that's stupid. So, yes, is this kind of a Band-Aid? Sure. But guess what? Now it is on us. It's on us to fix it. If you have kids, if I had a kid right now who's 18 years old, unless he's getting some sort of scholarships or grants he doesn't have to pay back, community college, trade school, military, something else. Because, and I shared a video that Hormozy talked about the other day. You, there are so many other businesses you go to go to work. At. I mean, Google, all these, some of these places are dropping college degree requirements. So if you're in high school, going right into the workforce after or even working at a restaurant or anything like that, gaining that experience is way more valuable than blowing $150,000 going to college, without a doubt, because it's an opportunity cost thing. You lose a lot in opportunity going to college than you do now just joining the workforce right away. And to kind of wrap this whole thing up, going back to the whole prodigal son thing and everything like that, so instead of this negativity and this anger and anguish of you know people getting a little fucking peanut you know, with uh, $10,000 of their student loans getting paid off, change the mentality. Change the narrative. Imagine if this was the mentality that people had, how we can grow from it. Hey, it, so one of your friends just got completely out of student loan debt. And you know that this person is a hard worker and, you know, and they do a good job. They have a good job or they have really good ideas. How about, hey, man, you just had a lot of capital open up. You know, your, your finances just changed big. I, I've been really wanting to start this business. You're good at X. I'm good at Y. Let's do something. Let's start. How can I help you? You know, you, you're you're winning now because you're out of debt. You know, I'm asking you to help me win. You know, we can help each other. Imagine if that is how people looked at this. Because at the end of the day, look at what happened. Like I said, the PPP loans, all the shit that the royals and the elites got. People go, ah, yeah, sucks. What can I do? And people just roll their eyes and don't do anything. And they go and reelect these same fucks in November. But when it comes to one thing that your, your peers get, the lines drawn in the sand, everyone's divided, fighting amongst each other, exactly what they want you to do. That's exactly what the government, what the elites, what these business, they want you fighting amongst yourselves. Because could you imagine if you took something like this and everyone just started working together and building each other up, doing that? They know it's not going to happen. But like I, I, 
I'm still optimistic. I believe it can happen. That's why I'm trying to talk. That's why I'm trying to spread this message. So whether you agree with what I said or not, you know, that that's another conversation. Like I said, I'm open to have people on the podcast be more than happy to hear, you know, opposing arguments or opinions to this. I'm looking for answers to just give the middle finger at it and say, fuck the government, they suck. That's not an answer. That doesn't do anything. That doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help any problems. Nothing. I'm looking at ways we, we can change because, hey, it's been over a week since this student loan forgiveness. Anything change in your life? If you're one of those people who's angry about it and gritting your teeth and pearl clutching, anything change in your life? No, probably not. Nothing's really happened. You know, do you feel better because you argued about it with your liberal friend on, on, on the Internet? You know, do you feel better because you argued about it online more? You're going to be sitting there in your hospice bed one day when you're dying. Be like, man. Got that guy in the fucking comment section back in fucking 2022, I tell you. No, you're not. So let's come together. Let's do what they don't want you to do, and that's fucking unify. There's something really great in being united, and I think it will make this world a better place because we owe it to the next generation to continue to make the world a better place. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do that in life. I'm trying to do that in the trucking industry. I'm trying to make people healthier, happier better, motivated, and I hope that everyone else joins in on that bandwagon. That'll do it for today's episode, episode 28. I appreciate you all tuning in. If you like the podcast, share with a friend. I do appreciate it. Like I said, let's grow the thing. Let's get the message out there. You know, let's get this in some politicians' ears. We got shit that needs to change. And at the end, we need to start changing who we put in these offices, like I've said. You know, if they're not doing their job, if I see... Lawyer next to it. Nah, you got to go. That's what it is. Let's start start electing real fucking people, these jobs, so they can do work for people like us out there. But like I said, share with a friend. Make sure to go on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get in this podcast. Drop me a five-star review. I do appreciate it a lot. Subscribe to the YouTube. Get at me on there. Uh, I, I haven't been posting videos as much. It's tough because I'm, I'm making all these reels and I'm trying to record the podcast. So I'm trying to uh, do... And I'm also trying to run this business at the same time. So it gets busy. But get at me on the YouTube. I'll be dropping more videos there. I'm going to expose that broker I was talking about. TikTok, Instagram, I'm dropping reels, fitness stuff. So if you want to get motivated with me, feel free to jump on. And hey, quick shout out to my boys over at Hard Factor. They are doing a fatathon starting after Labor Day. If you are interested in doing that and being a part of their Discord server and losing some weight and getting the fuck after it, reach out to me. And I'll tell you exactly what you need to do to go ahead and get involved. And as always, guys, if you ever want to talk, I will be right here.